0: now joining the early birds for a brief coffee talk here on the good vibes only channel i'm your host charlie good morning Quo usque tundem abuterectrina, patientia nostra. Quam diuetium furor estetur, no se ludet. Quem ad finem sese frenatiactabit aut dacium. Nihil ne te nocturnum praesidium palati. Nihil urbis vigiliae. Nihil temor populi. Nihil concursus bonorum omnium. Nihil abendis abendisena tuis locus. Nihil horm ora vultusque maveru. Patera tua concilia non sentis. Constrictam iam omenim horem scienti ateneri coni tuam, non vides. Okay, starting out a bit traumatic this Wednesday morning, May 12th, 2021. It is way early and there is a good chance that I am podcasting this session under the covers. And that's for two reasons. First, to provide a better sound quality. And secondly, I'm trying not to wake up the neighbors. So if I'm speaking in a very soft voice. Now you know why. So this session, meaning this episode, is called What Would Cicero Say? Or I should say Cicero, if we were to pronounce his name correctly according to how the ancient Romans would address him. Okay, so we have just heard the very first words by Marcus Tullius Cicero or Cicero of the first part of his speech before the Senate in the year of 63 before Christ against Catiline, a tyrant and he might also be considered a terrorist of his days, according to our definition of a terrorist. So the reason I'm introducing this particular piece is because it is a very important historical text and literature. And for a philologist such as myself, this type of text is like a dream piece due to the immense amounts of rhetoric and literary methods. It is literally peppered all over the place. We'll be breaking down some of it, meaning the methods, uh, later on in this podcast. But first, let me tell you why this man is so important to us. He, dear listener, was, and still is, to this day, one of the greatest humanitarians in all of the human history. He was an orator, as well as a Socratic philosopher, and he became a consular in the Senate in the year of 63 before Christ, which is the same year as the speech was actually held. It has been stated that he, meaning Cicero, saved Rome from Catiline's coup d'état. Um, meaning he was about to overthrow Rome and the Senate in a very radical type of a way, and Cicero was able to stop that by exposing Catiline and his uh, his plan. And how did he do that? Well, I'm about to tell you. Shortly before this speech was held, Cataline had hired assassins to neutralize Kikoro, but Kikoro was given notice before they arrived, meaning arriving and entering his house, and was therefore able to escape. On the day of the speech, Cataline attends the Senate meeting unexpectedly. As it was presumed that he and his gang of bullocks had left Rome, but as Borad would have phrased it, not so much. So he shows up at the Senate, at the Forum Romanum, and Cicero gets to make the best argumentum ad hominem speech ever, pulling an ad hominem. Or, as we would so colloquially phrase as, sticking it to the man rather than to the cause is a rhetorical method that we all should be familiar with. We've all been exposed to it more than we realize. Politicians use it all the time. I'm not going to mention any politicians in particular, but I'm sure that if you think and reflect upon speeches televised during elections, then you would definitely know what an argumentum ad hominem is. Moreover, it happens all the time on our modern Agora or the Forum Romanum of our times. And I am, of course, referring to what goes on on Facebook and Twitter more so than Instagram or even TikTok. So then we're back to the title of this episode. What would Kekuro say? What would he say about today's bullies, the trolls, the haters, those who ridicule men and women trying to get their voices heard on social media platforms? Hmm. Good question. How would he, the grand man, the grand speaker, speaking so eloquently before the Senators, the Patres Conscripti, the defender of legal cases that have gone down in history as some of the texts presenting the superb mastering of the art of convincing. How would he pull an ad ominum in one single tweet. Would we get a LinkedIn notification stating Kikero celebrates this? With no explanation why he celebrates a post as absent of words as the notification itself. Would he find a way to provide pearls of wisdom so recognizable in the literary style Asiata Dictyl, which Kikoro favored by the way. Would he send these pearls of wisdom in a DM on Instagram? Who knows? But I'm pretty sure about this. I'm sure had he been limited the way we are today, rhetorically wise, none of his influential speeches would have been written. None of the anaphores, like the six nihils we can identify in the sound clip provided in the beginning of the podcast, or the constant rhetorical questions that we refer to as erotesis or interrogatio. Would fit into one single tweet, not a chance. So, in retrospective, should we celebrate that his generation being deprived of our digital communication forms? And perhaps we should. for this reason, they meaning Kikaro's texts, actually influenced the great thinkers of enlightenment in the 1700s, and who again influenced those who wrote the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America, as well as the masterminds behind the French Revolution, Liberté, Égalité, Fraternité. Cicero may not have won the first battle in the event of establishing democracy as we know it today. He actually ended up losing to the terrorists in a way of ending up losing his head uh, and his hands that wrote the pleading against the tyrant. So they cut them off, but in the grand scheme of things, he won the war. His words lived on, they powered on so that we all can be free from tyranny, at least those places where we have democracy today. back from the break. It was getting pretty warm under the covers. But now that I was able to stick my head out and breathe in some oxygen, I'm going to provide the good vibes of the day. So here goes. You don't have to become a top scholar in order to be privy to these texts. Um, And I'm talking about Kekoro's historical texts, or any other great historical text for that matter. If you go knock, metaphorically speaking, on the door of our modern Alexandrian library, which you will find by visiting the archives.org webpage, you will find an enormous digital library that welcomes everybody to read any of the 28 million books and texts uploaded by nerds just like me worldwide. At archives.org, you will also be able to find 6 million videos available, and not to mention being able to scour through 475 billion web pages. That's billion with a B. And so much more is available there. So I'll hop on over to www.archives.org, and I am pretty sure you will find whatever book you have wanted to read but haven't been able to find. So, with that being said, the last thing we have left is a, 2%, a translation of what exactly. Kikoros said in the sound clip provided in the beginning of this podcast. What, what were his words? Now, I am forewarning everyone. I am the one presenting the translation. It's read by me and to be honest, it sounds more like an angry housewife catching her husband with a snickers down than the great rhetorics from the grand man Kikoro. So apologies. But at least it will give anyone listening the idea of what it is Kikoro said to Catalina. Catalina, do you mean to cease abusing our patients? How long is this madness of yours still to mock us? When is there to be an end of that unbridled audacity of yours swaggering about as it does now? Do not the guards place on the palatian hill? Do not the watchmen posted throughout the city? Does not the alarm of the people and the union of all good men Not the precaution taken of assembling the Senate in this most defensible place. Do not the looks and the countenances of this venerable body here present have an effect on you? You have been listening to Early Bird Coffee Talk by the Good Vibes Only channel. I am Charlie and I am wishing you a wonderful day.